This is a new dimension in sound. The sound here has been recorded on the tape magnetically. This is us. We're back. Oh my god. Oh my god, Dave. <laughs> Dave. For long time listeners of The Rebel, you would know that we love Papa Roach. You would know that they love us. And you would know that I have a real deep romance with Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach. Recently, I spent a whole lot of time with him on Zoom and will release that video and a whole lot more big chats with some of the world's biggest artists as part of Rebel TV launching soon. More details, rebelfm.com.au. But this is the conversation that I had with Jacoby ahead of the release of the new greatest hits. It's a cracker. It's got hit after hit after hit. And some of this conversation has a few swears throughout it. Jacoby and I are very comfortable with each other, and it will show. This is Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach talking about the new greatest hits, Better Noise Years, Volume 2. It's available now. Hey, brother man, what's up? What's up, dude? Good to see your face, man. And you too, mate. It's been uh, quite some time. We, we hear each other's voices a lot, yeah. but it's... It's great to see your face. Uh, whereabouts oh, yeah. are you? You're in the Batcave, mate, it looks like. That's right, dude. The Tresmegulin Starship. <laughs> Fantastic. Is this uh, like a, an attic or something in the home? Uh, so it's like in the peak of the house, at the top of the house. And it's like behind me, that, that door right there. It's like on the other side, it's a mirror. So when you walk in the room, you don't even know it's here. And then I just whoop, come in here. Get out. Yeah, actually, I can't get out. I'm supposed to stay and do this damn interview, brother. <laughs> well, ah, mate, don't don't go anywhere, mate. Don't go anywhere. Uh, Jacoby Shaddix, Papa Roach, joining us on the radio, uh, on the YouTube, the Facebook, the Instagram, all that stuff. Usually, I ask you what you're wearing, but I can fucking see you for a change. So what type of undies have you got on today, mate? <laughs> Please tell me you put something lacy and disgusting on for me. Let's see here. Let's see what I'm wearing. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, just oh, just, just black underwear. Just black underwear. All right. Well, you can only yeah, see my top half. I'm completely naked from the waist down. Dude, I did it. I did an interview earlier. And I was just wearing like a T-shirt and I just got done working out. So I was like still sweating. I just came in here, T-shirt and underwear. And so I'm glad I didn't just like think about it for a minute. Just like get up and walk up or grab something and just, oh. <laughs> Last time we caught up was a, a really weird place, a weird vibe. You were the tribute for the house. You're doing shopping, uh, wearing a mask, trying not to touch your face. Uh, how's the vibes now in Vacayville? Are, are you still tribute? Do you feel safer being out in the uh, out and about of the house? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's kind of we're just used to it at this point. It's like you know, just throw the mask on, go to the store, handle your business, wash your hands. Don't lick the doorknobs. I had to stop licking doorknobs. You know, don't lick the handrails anymore. I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah, man. So, unfortunately, I, I have not gotten sick yet. Nobody in my family has gotten sick. And uh, shit's cool, you know. I mean, I I would love to be able to get out there and play a rock and roll show, you know. And I guess the lights, you know, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um in Texas, they opened up everything, no restrictions, no nothing. It's good to go. And that's how they're doing it down there. But in California, it's it's a it's a little bit more strict here. So we're still kind of locked down. Still got the power rod in California, though. Texas, not so much. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's not yeah, talk about My lights work here, so I'm good. Uh, you were going to tour here before the world turned to shit. There was some kind of some confidential stuff that I guess we can talk about now because it's not happening, but... 
uh, apart from missing the Aussie fans, missing the most beautiful country in the world, sorry, because we are, uh, what are you missing about Australia? Because we we're going to send you a care pack for you and the wife, some Tim Tams, some Vegemite, uh, a pair of my undies. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else from Australia that we can send you? <laughs> Sorry, that was me sniffing the underwear that you didn't send me. <laughs> Is there anything else from Australia that you're missing at the moment that we can maybe whack into a little package and send over for you to so you can feel the love? Maybe just like a, little, a couple pictures of some baby kangaroos, a couple little wallabies, just like postcards, you know, that'd be cute. Yep. Or maybe like a painting of a kangaroo, that'd be sick. All right, done, done. Couple of snow domes, maybe some teaspoons. A painting, and- a painting of a wallaby riding a kangaroo. That'd be sick. Hey, hey, with with a, a wombat directly underneath all of them because it's an immovable object, of course. Yes, that's right. We are here to talk about the Greatest Hits Volume 2. We'll get into that in just a sec, but it's bloody all happening for you at the moment. Jacoby, the viral TikTok star between Jerris Johnson, uh, the collab on, on of course, uh, Last Resort, and the Whitest Song Alive video remix. Mate, uh, just just TikTok for you moving forward? It's, it's cracking off right now, man. We're having fun with it, to be honest. I was pretty hesitant um, to jump on the platform, but... As we've seen, like our music starting to go viral on there, we're like, all right, we got to jump in and have some fun with this. And uh, I'm doing that and I'm having a blast. And we've thrown a few things out, I've gone viral. And, you know, we uh, actually linked up with this cat, Jerez Johnston, through TikTok. And uh, it's a pretty, it's a very interesting platform. You can use it in a lot of different ways. I was talking with Jerez about this and he's like, man, I just use it as another it's like a form of being on a stage in a sense, but it's, it's on the internet. And so it's really kind of changed my perspective on it. Cause in the beginning, I just saw a bunch of people dancing on it. And I'm like, I don't want to get on there and like imitate some goofy ass dance, but probably at some point in time, I probably find myself doing that, <laughs> you know, cause it's just, it, it, it's just having fun with it, you know? And it's another medium to connect with our people out there. It's another medium of entertainment. And uh, it's up to us individually how much time we sit there and doom scroll. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it's like, you know, because sometimes you ever sit on the toilet so long your legs go numb? Yeah, but I don't want to tell you what I'm up to in there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just I got to be mindful as much, you know, how much time I've spent on the social media, dude, and experience the real world as well. You know what I mean? But it's that fine balance. And uh, it's dope, man. We, we, uh, we linked up with this cat Jairus through that, we saw his video that he did of last resort and that shit went viral. And, uh, there was a little tag on it. Like, what if I could actually get a Papa Roach feature? And we hit him up. We, we threw him a message. We're like, yo dude, come down to the studio, man. We're tracking drums. Let's hang out. Cause I want to catch a vibe of this kid before we just said, all right, let's jump in and do this. And he came down and started to learn, you know, where he came from, what he was about, you know, what his uh, musical history, what his pedigree is as an artist and as a writer. And, you know, come to find out he's been doing music since he was 13. And I was like, all right, cool. He started out as a metal drummer. And so he had this kind of similar path to what P. Roach did to coming up, but it's in a different era. And uh, so we we really, uh, we got along quite well. And so we jumped in the studio and did that Last Resort Reloaded track and it's just cracking off, man. It's getting spun like crazy. It's got it's a it's like a million spins a week on uh, just Spotify platform alone. So it's 
it's it's starting to move just organically. And it is a weird organic uh, symmetri- symmetrical kind of perpetuation of the song Last Resort because last time we were talking it was 20-odd years and Jerris yeah. got into this song via his coach at football practice. He heard his coach blasting it out of a truck. So he yeah. got into music yeah. the old-fashioned way that you and I did, but now there's a whole Absolutely. new generation of kids who are going to get into these songs and music of Papa Roach via, what, 15, 30-second videos. It's, it's crazy how yeah. we, you could be having this conversation with another dickhead like me in 30 years talking about that pivotal moment where TikTok perpetuated right. Papa Roach into a classic rock band. It's trippy, man. It, it, it really blows me away, dude, how, how times have changed. And, you know, it's cool, man, if people want to find our music through that TikTok or those, those social media things, it's like, Really, it's like it's just cheese for the mice. We're throwing that shit out there so you get your ass to the rock show. You know what I mean? Because that's where that's where I believe the real artists um, are able to prove if they're real or not is when they step on that stage. And that's something that we've we pride ourselves and and we value that experience, getting on that stage and connecting with people. And you know, that's what that's what the true purpose for me in being an artist is: is to go perform live. We'll talk more about hopefully the return of Papa Roach to the live stage uh, real soon later on in the interview, of course, and more about the greatest hits. But it'd be remiss of me not to ask uh, the Retaliators, mate. You in an acting role alongside Tommy Lee, some of the guys from Five Finger Death Punch in a horror flick. Oof, how good. Yeah, man, I was freaking stoked. We, uh, you know, being locked down for a while, looking for ways to be creative and our man, my management hit me up and they were like, Hey, you want to part in a film, a horror film? And I was like, send me the script. Let's see. <laughs> and so they sent me the script and I read the character and the character is just an evil, dark, disgusting, just deplorable human. And I was like, yes, I'd love to play. <laughs> Cause this is totally not my, you know, I'm like this for the most part, uh, joyful bubbly good time kind of human being that you know quietly struggles with depression you know what i mean yeah and so that's my you know but i'm not an evil dark menacing bastard you know and so it was cool to take this opportunity to try something new get out of my comfort zone you know i've been told that at the edge of your comfort zone is where life begins and that's something that I'm I'm willing to step up to and try new things. And so this was definitely outside my comfort zone. And luckily we had great directors that really, you know, helped coach me through it. Cause I've been in front of a camera, right? Yeah. Doing music videos or doing interviews, but it's a whole different can of worms when you're acting. And these guys were just, they were so good to me and, and really helped me get into the character and, and nail the part. And I definitely like to try it again. How did you find that juxtaposition of filming for 16, 18 hours a day to finalise two, three minutes of actual uh, video? I'd imagine that's a, a kind of laborious process in a sense. Yeah, it's it's to get behind, to get behind the scenes and see how these things are actually constructed. It's so unique. And like you said, it's there's so much care and work into just one scene. It's the lighting. It's the acting. It is the subtlety in your action. It's special effects. It's <laughs> makeup. And there's a, a shit ton of people behind the camera, right? Yep. Or just a couple people that are on camera. And so the process is, uh, 
it's it's a trip. I was actually talking with a couple of the actors on set, and I was asking them, you know, how'd you get into this? They were like, oh, well, you know, I did theater in high school, and then eventually did theater in college, and got onto Broadway and was doing that, and then got into acting. And he had been acting for some years, and he's like, man, I, I really miss Broadway because you know when you're an actor, it's such a slow paced process, yeah. and it's like, cool, take cut sit around for 20 minutes and then get back in and take cut and whereas theater it's live it's live action it's moving it's always it's on it's it's being on the stage and so to really see behind the whole you know facade or not facade but just behind the camera what really goes on it's like i re- i got a lot of respect for the people that are involved in the film business because it is slow as shit you gotta be patient <laughs> yeah Patience is a virtue. Patience. I don't know if I want to do that shit again. I changed my mind. I don't blame you. Papa Roach, greatest hits, volume two. Dude, you got the vinyl? I got the vinyl. I haven't even got one of those yet. I've got like five. You want me to send you one in the care pack? Dude, can you send me that? Can you send that to me in the package as well? We will send you one. Man, that's good. Papa Roach. Volume two, the greatest hits, the better noise years, 2010 to 2020. Uh, a lot of bands aren't even good enough to make one greatest hits. This is your second volume. You're not an arrogant person, but I guess there is a whole lot of uh, self-righteous uh, sort of uh, accomplishment, I guess, in this. A second greatest hits. It's, a, it's an career yeah, achievement. It's a trip. It really is a trip, man. You know, when we released the first one, I was really like, this, what, this is a fucking joke, dude. What are we releasing a greatest hits? Like, we're like 10 years into this thing. It, what's the point? Like I just, I wasn't really celebrating the first one yeah. to be honest. And you know, now that we're at 20 years and this, I'm like, it seems like the right time for us to do this. And so here we are at, you know, at the point about to be releasing greatest hits volume two. And I really look back on it and I'm really proud of the work that we've put in to this band and to our career and the music and this music is for the fans and this piece, this greatest hits volume two, it's a collector's piece, you know, in my opinion for the hardcore P Roach fans. And, you know, it's just, it's humbling to be at this point because this was a dream of mine to be completely honest, like to be in this business, to become a rock star and not just be a flash in the pan. I wanted to have a career as, as, as a rock, you know, as a rock artist. And now here we are celebrating a career. And I feel like it's a great way to celebrate the last 10 years and put, put a button, you know, put a book into it because it's a new beginning for us as well. And we got a whole new record recorded and almost completely finished to release in the beginning of 2022. And so it's just, it's, it's rad, man. I'm I'm feeling good about it, to be honest. It's good to see you smiling, mate. It's good to hear the smile in your voice, and I can't wait for people to get out yeah. by this record. I can't wait for you to get back into the country and, and celebrate it with us. Uh, as you said before, you always wanted this, and uh, a great album opener is so important for me. Born for Greatness is so perfect for this because it's almost like you and the band were. Do you recall the first time you and Jerry and the band were in a room together? Did you Did you get that feeling hang on, there's something great about to happen with these bunch of guys. You know, when we first got in the room, way back in the beginning, it was like, 
we were terrible musicians. <laughs> we were, I mean, like I couldn't sing for, sh I was, it just sounded terrible, but there was a feeling that I had never felt before. And there was this, just this raw unadulterated freedom and excitement and energy. And that's, it was pure. And that was enough to get me hooked to really want to chase this thing down with every ounce of energy that I had in my soul and my body. And over the last, you know, 20 some odd years since 1993, we've been doing that. And to, you know, bringing it to a track like Born for Greatness, when we were writing that one, you know, after years of experience and now I can sing and the band's performing live and, you know, we're killing it worldwide. And we started to write that song there was that that feeling came back, you know, that feeling of like, this is pure, this is real, this is exciting, this is like, ah, I can't, it's work. It was like this, it, we stood at this point of like reinventing the band essentially with that song and there was something special in it. It was actually the first song we wrote for the album Crooked Teeth. And so it kind of set a bar, a standard for where we could take our music on this new record. And uh, yeah, man, what a killer way to kick off the greatest hits too, because it's a banger. It is an absolute banger, and I love the fact you touched on Crooked Teeth because it's been an absolute winter couple of years since you released that record. Uh, of course, you guys were building momentum for a long time. Of course, then you had your own issues with your health, with your throat, with addiction, etc. Yeah. But Crooked Teeth was almost kind of like a, a rebirth of the band in a sense, I guess. Absolutely, and very intentional. We We were taking meetings with a bunch of different producers at the time, and we were going to work with some of the, you know, the rock legendary producers. That was a possibility. And then we just felt like, let's go. There was just this calling in us, like, let's go see what young, new producers are out there and just get in a room with them and see what happens. And so we did that with uh, Colin Britton and Nick Furlong. It's a team, a producer team. And these dudes at the time, they were like, I think 29 years old you know, 29 years young. And so we're looking at these dudes as spastic, energetic, you know, just throw down, let's get weird kind of vibe. And we were like, yeah, I think we found our guys. Like, it, it, honestly, it was like we we ran into the young us. And because, you know, when you're in the business for a while, it's like you start, you, you might get a little jaded on the process. And we just felt like, let's get some young blood around us and, and see how that invigorates us. And it was just reminded us like, get weird, stay weird. And that's what we've done. And it's been a blast to really work with people that just, I guess, don't care about all the walls and restrictions and rules within music. It's like, just get in there and throw down. And of course, out of that process was one of our favorite songs here at Rebel. And, and a big song that you and I wanted over was the track Help, which of course, was very, very biographical in a sense. You were, you're on a veranda talking about how you were drowning in yourself and the producer just went, that's it, that's your song. So there was still a whole lot of organic uh, flow in this record, even though you were working with some young technological producers. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I think that they really understood what we were trying to achieve and help draw that out of us because they, understand, they understood like the thread that's kind of been sewn through our, through our career is this like hard on my sleeve, tell it like it is type of emotion. But musically, we want to just keep pushing this thing forward. And so actually help just went gold 
too, which is like, yeah. what a cool, I'm blown away. And uh, Born for Greatness is like right, right about to go gold as well. And so we're celebrating these things right now. And we're just, it's pretty ill that we're, you know, a band that's been around so long and we're still capturing people's ears and, and, and hearts with our music. It's, it's, it's rad, man. It is dope. Papa Roach, The Greatest Hits, 2010 through 2020, The Better Noise Years, Volume 2. It is just about out, and it's an absolute cracker. As Jacoby said, tracks one and two pretty well going to be gold by the time people actually see and listen to these interviews, so uh, giddy up for that one. Uh, but, of course, we're going to come back and chat a little bit more about uh, the track-by-track track on this record at the end of the interview, but I want to touch on something you are talking about before, and that is a new record possibly in 2022 and you've been working with uh, one of my favourite human beings, a mutual friend of ours, Jason Arlon from Fever Triple Three, formerly of Let Live. He is one wild motherfucker. How was that recording with him? Oh, I I fucking love Jay. <laughs> Jay is like, when I see Jay perform, I just, there's something in me. I'm like, that's my guy. That's like my, <laughs> that's my soul brother right there. Like, that is my spirit animal. on the same cloth, you know? And uh, he's just, he's got such a great spirit, such a great energy, such a passion for music, such a passion for life. And I love what he stands for. And I love what he brings to the table in the studio and to the stage. And so it really just felt natural, man. We, we had this, we had this song uh, that started out and it's we had this dude named Spencer roll out with his saxophone and we're like, you know, come out to the studio and let's just see what we could bubble up. And so we 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 the jump off for the song is is this saxophone part. And it's just funky, freaky, like Beastie Boys meets, I don't know, Rage P. Roach kind of feel. And uh, I sent the track over to Jay and I was like, hey, dude. Just th throw something on it real quick. Just see if you got a little jump off, you know, because we have a lot of fun collaborating, you know, as of late. And so Jay sent me back this verse and I was just like, oh, let's go, dude. I think I think it's like, let's follow that vibe. And uh, I ripped a verse, sent it back to him because, you know, we've, we've done this thing online. I have we actually haven't been in a room, but it's like it don't matter. Our energy travels like it meets out there in the cosmos. And uh, then we took that thing to the house and finished it up. And then after that, we were like, I feel like it would be cool to have a third guest on this track. And so there's this young rapper named Swaco, Swaco the Child. And we sent the song over to Swaco the Child and he dropped a verse on it. And then it just took the song to the next, next level. And so it's like triple vocal, sax freak funk banger and it's just it was such a pleasure working with jay i love that dude an absolutely incredible human being uh, just as comfortable singing soul songs as he is thrashing it out and leaping off stage yeah. and creating in defenses uh anyone who might have seen let live before knows exactly what we're talking about uh, you guys have conscientiously just decided to shelve this record uh, and leave it until 2022 if by any chance the world miraculously is a lot better in, say, November this year, would you rush it out earlier or is it firmly in play for next year? Um, it's in play for next year. What we're going to do, though, is uh, starting this summer, we're going to start dropping new music. Yes, so it's just going to drop new music all the way through the end of the year. And uh, people will have a handful of songs, you know, 
feeling the music before the record even comes. And so, and I got three other collabs that I, that I did with other artists that are coming out this year. And uh, there's actually a, a fourth one I'm about to go do in the next few days. And so the, the MO for me right now is just collaboration with other artists. I feel like it's rock has been really missed the boat on it. And we just, we're like, let's start doing this more and more often. Cause I feel the more that the uh, us as rock artists celebrate, celebrate each other's music and celebrate each other's art it's going to be better for the rock community and so p roach we feel like you know to take this thing into the future we got to bring our homies with us very very good ideology uh jacoby shaddix is the man papa roach of course the band the greatest hits volume 2 2010 through 2020 uh, a real quick one and, and it's more of a question possibly for me than anyone else toby your bassist is so prolific in his songwriting like one or two songs a day how many songs do you actually think he's written in the last 12 months of this covid shit show oh i mean it's endless dude i go <laughs> we go through his files and it's insane i'm like dude we need to like i keep telling him I'm like you gotta send these to other artists i can't keep up to be honest i'm like i just can't keep up with him it's just so much and it, he's just one of those guys that's like every day he'll sit down in front of that in front of his you know recording rig and just throw stuff down he just played he just played me this one the other day and i was just like you have to send me that right now like i gotta start working on this one and uh it's inspiring honestly to be to, to work with somebody like tobin and and just the amount of music that comes out of him Actually, you know, he's been doing some placements in other in other spaces with his music um, like a year and a half ago or a year ago. And I didn't even know this. I just found out like six, like two months ago that he wrote the one of the theme songs for the UFC they've been using, like the bed music. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, I, that was me. And I was like, that's so sick. Why don't you tell me? I want to celebrate you, man. Damn it. And, we could have uh, all gone to Fight Island. Yeah, dude. What the fuck, dude? I've been <laughs> training. Let's go. No, I do not want to fight. I am a lover, not a fighter. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, mate, it's been bloody great to see your face. Uh, it's been good yeah, to catch man. up. Uh, stay right there. We'll do the, the regular wrap-up. We'll come back and do some track-by-tracks. But look, good luck for the success of this record, and uh, hopefully we can actually see you here and, and hold you and... And, and gently caress each other once more. Just bromance, dude. Just pet that curly hair. Yeah. <laughs>